0: Hey there friends and faithful listeners this is Jen here with the Bible explained podcast I am so excited that you chose this morning this lovely Friday morning to sit and read the Bible with me or to listen along if you are driving to work please don't read while you're on your way to work (laughs) that probably wouldn't be a very smart idea unless you have one of those self-driving cars but even then I'm pretty sure it's not a good idea (laughs) (laughs) And I also don't know anybody that has one of those, nor do I know what those are, if I'm being honest. I actually grew up learning on a stick shift, which they don't even make those anymore. And when I was in high school, I learned how to drive on a stick shift. And I had a stick shift for a very long time until just recently. I want to say four years ago, I got the car that I have now, which is an automatic car. But yeah, I kind of missed the days of having to put the The car into gear. And I don't know. I I miss that car. I really do. But speaking of traveling, let's go ahead and talk about Numbers chapter 20. (laughs) Because yes, the Israelites are in fact traveling. And we're going to learn a little bit about their travels today. So Numbers 20 verses 14 down to verse 29, the end of the chapter. I'll be reading out of the WEB as always. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom saying, Your brother Israel says, You know all the travail that has happened to us, how our fathers went down into Egypt, how we lived in Egypt a long time. The Egyptians mistreated us and our fathers. When we cried out to Yahweh, he heard our voice, sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. Behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the edge of your border. Please let us pass through your land We will not pass through field or through vineyard, neither will we drink from the water from the wells. We will go along the king's highway. We will not turn away to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed your border. Edom said to him, You shall not pass through me, lest I come out with the sword against you. The children of Israel said to him, We will go up by the highway, and if we drink your water, I and my livestock, then I will give its price. Only let me, without doing anything else, pass through on my feet." He said, You shall not pass through. Edom came out against him with many people and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through its border, so Israel turned away from him. They traveled from Kadesh, and the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, came to Mount Hor. Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the border of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered to his people. For he shall not enter into the land which I have given to the children of Israel, because you rebelled against my word at the waters of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up to Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son. Aaron shall be gathered and shall die there. Moses did as Yahweh commanded. They went up to Mount Hor in the sight of all of the congregation. Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son. Aaron died there on the top of the mountain, and Moses and Eliezer came down from the mountain. When all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they wept for Aaron for 30 days, even all of the house of Israel. Okay, guys, I just had the most interesting revelation, and it has nothing to do with the Bible. I just found out that I can adjust my mic stand. (laughs) For two years, I was hunching over to talk into my microphone I just found out I can adjust it and sit up nice and straight no wonder my back is killing me all the time sometimes I amaze myself truly but let's discuss what's going on here so numbers chapter 20 has two very significant deaths in it first Miriam and now Aaron but we'll talk about Aaron's death in a few minutes but right here in verse 14 it talks a little bit more about some of the travels of the Israelite nation And the Israelite nation had been wandering in the desert for a long period of time at this point, probably 30 something years, I would guess, because they were getting closer to taking the promised land. They were beginning to move into a new chapter of their lives, because as we saw at the beginning of all this, Miriam died. Miriam probably died of old age. She was the start of the older generation beginning to die off in the wilderness because that was their punishment after they had rebelled against God. God says this older generation is not going to live to see the promised land. They are going to die off in the wilderness because that's what they asked for. That's what they wanted. The young generation was going to take the promised land. So now many things happen. You know, Moses got in trouble. Uh, Moses did something that was kind of wrong. And God ends up punishing Moses for that uh, act that he did. And we talked about all that back on Wednesday. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. It was a very interesting episode and also very crucial for moving forward into the story. But Moses also was not able to enter into the promised land. But the interesting thing was Aaron was involved with that as well. And I did not mention that on Wednesday. Everything that Moses had done there with striking the rock Aaron was involved in because God says that at the very end, that Aaron also did not believe in God because of the rock incident, the water rock incident, because that's what God says. That's the reason Aaron was not allowed to go into the promised land with the people. But anyway, before all this happens, before Aaron dies, the Israelite nation wants to go through the land of Edom. Esau and Edom are the same person. So the Edomites would have been the children of Esau. If you guys don't remember who Esau was, that was way back in Genesis. He was Jacob's brother. Jacob or Israel was the father of the Israelites and Esau or Edom was the father of the Edomites. So Israel and Edom were very closely related, but they still didn't like each other. (laughs) Or rather, the Edomites really did not like the Israelites, I should say, because that's what ends up ends up happening here. Israel starts begging the Edomites to let them just pass through. But the Edomites are like, no, we want nothing to do with Israel. We want nothing to do with them. Israel basically begs the Edomites, can we please pass through your land? Because that's the easiest way for us to get up into the area that we need to go in order to take the promised land. But the Edomites are like, no way, you're not passing through here. In fact, we are going to chop you up if you try to pass through our land. So that's what the Edomites do. It says that they end up setting an army out against the people to make sure that the people do not go through the country of Edom or rather the land of Edom. I don't know if there were countries back in those days, but the land of Edom did not allow Israel to pass through. So this would have been kind of annoying. This would have taken probably a lot more time to go around Edom rather than go through Edom. But this was all part of God's big plan because the people weren't supposed to get to the promised land just yet because Moses and Aaron, due to their sin, were not allowed to go into the promised land. And we see that Moses is going to stay alive for a little while longer. And it wasn't Moses' time to die yet, though it was Aaron's time. It was not Moses' time to die yet. So Moses was not the one who was going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. So the fact that Edom stood up against Israel, God used that as part of his plan to make the children of Israel have to wander around for a little bit longer. So we see that that's what ends up happening. The Israeli people have to go around Edom. And that's what they end up doing because they can't pass through and they did not want to fight against Edom. So here's what it says in verse 21. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through its border. So Israel turned away from him. Israel stopped begging. They knew at this point that the the people of Edom were not going to let them pass through for whatever reason. And they decide to go around the land of Edom. So now it says they traveled from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. I feel like I remember hearing Mount Hor before at some point, maybe in exodus, possibly the Israelites were at Mount Hor at some other time, but I don't remember. And I didn't look that up. But anyway, this is where Aaron ends up dying, is at Mount Hor. So Yahweh ends up speaking to Moses and Aaron, both of them. And he basically says, look, Aaron's going to die. We're going to have a ceremony for Aaron. He's going to die at Mount Hor. Then God says, here's what you're supposed to do. Take Aaron's priestly outfits off of him and transfer them onto Eliezer, his son. We know that... Aaron actually had two sons at this point. One was Eleazar, and the other one was, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name. I can remember the name of the two people, the two uh, priests that died. Nadab Abihu were the guys that died. Eleazar and Ithacar. That's what it was. Ithacar was the other son, but God did not choose Ithacar to take on the role as as high priest, he chose Eliezer. And really, I don't know why, except for the fact that Eliezer was, in fact, a very faithful person who did things the right way, is what I would guess. So God ends up choosing Eliezer out of Aaron's two sons to take on the role as priest. So Moses goes up the mountain with Aaron. And this must have been really emotional, I would guess, for both Eliezer and for Aaron. Because I was a father and son. I mean, imagine having to do that. But really, it's such a beautiful thing. What better way to have a family member of yours pass than in such an honoring way where God literally has people do a ceremony for the person who is dying? I mean, that's a beautiful way to go if you really think about it, but still so emotional because Eliezer must have been so sad to see his father die. And I, I bet Aaron was very sad to leave his sons behind, possibly his wife behind, Moses behind. And it must have been very uh, sad for Moses, too, because Aaron was with Moses pretty much every step of the way, except for except for when Aaron was kind of being stupid here and there. But um, but Aaron, for the most part, was by Moses's side through thick and thin. So this was such a very sad ceremony but a beautiful ceremony where God transfers the priesthood from Aaron to Eliezer and that's what Moses does so they stripped Aaron of his garments on the top of that mountain where only Eliezer Moses and Aaron were allowed to be and of course God's presence so Aaron gets stripped of his priestly garments and they get put on Eliezer and then Aaron dies God takes the life of Aaron and he dies there on that mountain and his, his work was done on earth. And he was able to go up and be with God at this point. And the entire congregation of Israel saw Moses and Aaron and Eliezer go up to the mountain to do this. They possibly didn't know what was going to happen because it kind of sounds like they were sort of surprised when Eliezer and Moses come back down without Aaron They grieved for 30 whole days. This is how sad the congregation was. And this makes sense to me. I mean, if you have a a pastor that's very loved in the community, when that guy dies, it's a very sad thing. So the entire congregation of Israel mourned over Aaron when they saw Moses and Eliezer come down from the mountain. And they wept for Aaron for 30 days, even all of the house of Israel. There's actually a verse in the Bible that I just read that says that God cares deeply when one of his children passes away. God cares deeply when somebody passes away. And I just love that verse because God understands our pain. He understands how hard it is to lose somebody. He gets it and he cares deeply about that, which I think is why he honored Aaron So much at the end of Aaron's life. Like, God truly did care so much about Aaron. But you know, this just shows me how everyone has to die at some point. Everyone has to. It is just a battle that each and every one of us have to go through. I mean, Aaron was a really holy guy, (laughs) he was the high priest, but yet God still had him go through the process of death. Death doesn't mean that God doesn't care about us. But it does mean that God is finishing out their job here on earth. Just like Aaron here. Aaron was a special guy. But yet God did not keep him here on earth forever. He took him to be with him. And we'll see that this happens later on as well with Moses. My grandma died back in uh, 2019. It was kind of hard for me, I'll be honest. I was pretty broken up about it because she was a special person to me when I was a little kid but I know that she was a believer and I'm very thankful to God about that because I know I'm going to see my grandma again I I truly believe that but what I take comfort in is that I know that she is in comfort she's done with her role on earth she's done with the suffering that she went through she's done with all that she is happy in heaven now there are other verses in the Bible that talk about the hope that we have in God and how we don't have to mourn over the people that die, like people who don't know God do. We don't have to mourn that way because we know that if they loved God, they're in heaven and they actually have life. They have more life there than they ever could here on earth. So friends, I hope that you take comfort in that as well. Even though death is extremely, extremely hard. If you know somebody who died, but they know God, They have life forever, and you're going to see them again as well, as long as you know God also. But faithful listener, I really do hope that you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And even though this was kind of a sad episode, you can take comfort in something about it. Well, anyway, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening, and God bless.